We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. Good. So, he swapped it. What a series. Christ became everything that I was so that I can become everything that he is. Can we say it one more time? Christ became everything that I was so that I can become everything that he is. Okay, so exchange number nine, my poverty for his abundance. My poverty for his abundance. My poverty for his abundance. Because Jesus endured my poverty, I now share his abundance. Say it again. Because Jesus endured my poverty, I now share his abundance. Now, as you know already, the gospel is not healing. We talked about that last week, Tuesday. The gospel is not deliverance. The gospel is not... Um, the gospel is the salvation package and it includes healing. Yeah. Does that make sense? So nobody is called to preach healing. Nobody is called to healing ministry. A few people are giving healing gifts. First Corinthians 12. Hmm? A few people are giving prophetic gifts, not ministry, within the church. Gifts. But you see, we have taken gifts and turned them to ministry. That's the problem. Discerning of spirit, a gift. Word of knowledge by the same spirit, a gift. Tongues, a gift. Interpretation of tongues, a gift. Faith, as a gift. Working of miracles, as a gift. Diverse kinds of healings, as a gift. First Corinthians 12. Imagine if everybody who had those gifts in the Corinthian church went and started doing ministry. (laughs) Do you understand? So let's not confuse gifts with ministry. So the fact that the salvation package, in other words, it would be fraud to pick something out of the salvation package and start to sell that as the real deal. Do you understand? Like packages that leave the UK or the US bound for Nigeria and when they get to Nigeria you remove the peripherals and sell just the main thing and then sell the accessories separately. Everybody that is doing you deliverance ministry and doing you healing ministry and doing you oracle ministry, that's what they are doing to you. They are removing the installation kit from your AC. That is part of what was paid for. And they are selling it to you. Mm. I, t- I teach in images. Yes, it's a gift I have. I teach with illustrations that are practical. Every time you allow yourself fall for that. That's what they are doing to you. Taking out something that you paid for. And reselling it to you. Convincing you that you don't have it. And of course. What you have the major thing is useless. Without this 3.5. Imagine buying AC for 110. 110,000. And without your three, five, or four, five installation kit, it will not work. So you are more than happy to bring out four, five. Yes. Yes. To 
to pay for a solution kit so that your 110,000 naira AC can work. You are more than happy to bring a seed of 2,000 naira. You are more than happy to bring two cola nuts and one coconut so that you can have a good marriage. What is the cost of marriage versus the cost of a cola nut? And the moment you do that, it's no longer a gift. You go straight from grace into works. And the works can never measure up. Can never measure up. It's a gift. So the error is not in what is being sold. The error is that it is being sold. Yes. 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 Do you understand? Yeah. Is, is, is deliverance your portion? Yeah, you are delivered. The problem is why is somebody coming to sell deliverance to you? Are you following me? Yes. That's the problem. Oh, people are after you. People are after you. Yes, people will always be after us. Jesus promised in this life, you will have many troubles. He said, but be of good cheer. Listen to the language. Listen to the nomenclature. He says, you will have, but I have. I have overcome what you will have. Ah, yes. So I have before you will have. Okay. You will have many troubles, but be of good cheer. I have overcome. So by the time what you will have is coming, it is meeting an overcome reality. Yes. Why are we now trying to sell overcoming to you? So you see, like I said, it's, it's an ignorance problem we need to deal with. It's an ignorance problem. That's what we're teaching. And that's why the, the word of God is the only cure for ignorance. The word of God rightly divided. Is anybody hearing me tonight? That's why we're doing this series. So take it seriously. Do business with it. On account of that, you now have a, a spectrum of people who have come up and therefore begin to bastardize what are part of the salvation package. So on this one extreme, I am a healing minister. I'm a healing evangelist. There's no such thing. Do you understand? On this other extreme, the apostolic gift died with the apostles. You have not heard that teaching? Now we're just teaching the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Oh, miracles died with the apostles. The, 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 the supernaturals were given to the apostles to validate their ministry in the early church. If you haven't heard that, I celebrate you. Yeah. You are doing well. <laughs> You're not like some of us that have. How many of you have heard that argument? Just like they argue that Jesus has already come. Yes. Second coming. <laughs> So they're telling us that we're living in the millennial reign. God forbid. So fiakwa. Hey, I reject it. So they're telling us this, we're now in the second coming. We're now living in the kingdom of God. Oh, nah, man. <laughs> we're living in God's kingdom, the original election. And, and, and they're convinced that AD 70, that was the coming. Yeah. And then you have another crop of people that tell you that, you know, all we're doing now is the word of God, Christ. Jesus, hunger will fire you with that. Okay. 
These are peripherals, but they are integral in the package. The way you cannot divorce healing from the cross. Listen to me. You cannot divorce provision from the cross. One size fits all. So there is no such thing called a prosperity gospel. There is the gospel that includes prosperity. Are you hearing me? There is no such thing called a healing ministry. There is the gospel that incorporates healing. And we will be very unwise in our earthly piosity to, to abandon or neglect crucial elements of the soteria package. Are you following me? Now, so every time there is an, there's an, uh, let me put it this way. Holy Spirit, help me. You, you, how many of you have seen a fake document before? I've seen a fake or forged document yeah, yeah. before. How did you know it was fake? Yes, Nelson. Because of an intimate knowledge of the original. A counterfeit is only measured successfully as a counterfeit against its original. In other words, there couldn't be said to be fake Naira if there were no real Naira. Are you, are you listening to me? Yeah. So it, it can't be said to be a fake international passport. It's like somebody bringing a Nigerian passport that is pink. <laughs> I mean, for starters, it has to be a particular shade of green, forest green, for starters. He has to have either 32 pages or 64 pages. But this guy did his own fake passport and I made it 96 pages. <laughs> So that it can last him 18 years. <laughs> so you measure a counterfeit against intimate knowledge of the original. So in the absence of an original, there couldn't be a counterfeit. Do you see fake one Naira coins anywhere? No. Why? Because we're not producing them no more. Now, sometimes as believers, we are quick to throw away what is the original because of how much the counterfeit has been bastardized. People have made money from prosperity preaching. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. People have made money from healing. Healing. You are sick. Somebody makes money from your sickness. Listen to it. It is cheaper for you to believe what Christ did. The world we live in, especially in Nigeria. Everything costs money. Everything. And so the, the religious people will ask you, is that it? I just need to believe and don't do anything. Yes, because it is cheap. It's so cheap, it costs you nothing. But because we are wired as Africans to suspect anything we didn't pay for. Do you understand? We are wired to suspect anything you did not pay for. Because we suspect whatever you're not paying for. So if you go to, Chukud is here. Stephen is here. If you go to Abba Onicha, they will give you the fake one, increase the price. Give you the original one, reduce the price. You will buy the fake one and thought you bought the one from Italy. Oh. 
the one, the one you convinced yourself it is Valentino. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. No, it's Valentin Obi in the... <laughs> Valentin O, no? Valentin O. Valentine Obi. <laughs> but you bought Valentino. See, this is the real one. Okay, you want the fake one? Not bring How much is this one? 500. How much is this one? 750. Why is this one? This one original now. It's 700. Okay, 650. You now buy 650. Meanwhile, it was worth like 300. Because you have skipped this one to go for this one. Because we suspect what is cheap. And sometimes the best things in life come for free or next to nothing. So why are you amazed? How gargantuan the price is that Christ paid. All you need to do is just believe. Just believe. Just believe. So you cannot have an understanding of your sonship in Christ and be sick, we know that now, and be depressed, we know that now, and be rejected, we know that now, and be guilty, we know that now, and be worthy of, of punishment, we know that now, and have the old nature, we know that now, and walk in death, we know that now, and you cannot also know that thing and be poor. Because you know why? God is not intimidated by your wealth. Let's set the record straight tonight. So it's going to sound controversial, but it's the gospel. Yeah. And I'm going to teach it. Mm. And if you use it, you see what happens to you. You see. If you, if you run with it, yeah. you see what happens to you. That's the beauty of being fully persuaded. Run with it. It changes lives. Listen to me carefully. I said it's controversial. God can prosper a man. Yes. It is a package that was paid for. God is not intimidated by your wealth. What do you have that has not been given unto you by him? He said in the treadmill that he is the Lord that giveth the power to make wealth. Will everybody be wealthy? No. Can everybody be wealthy? Yes. Will everybody make money? No. Should everybody make money? Yes. The love of money is the root of all evil. In the same text that says money answereth all things. So it's not money that is the root of evil. It's the love of money. It's amazing what you can control when you have proven yourself a worthy steward of resources. You see, a lot of God's children, a lot of believers are cheating themselves because you have 10,000 in your account. You can't give seven. You can't give all. You are wanting the Lord, Father, Father, you are not going to get it. You saw that scripture in Matthew 25. 
to whom has little, whose faithful little more is added. To him that does not have even the little he has, which is nothing, is taken away. The earth remaineth. Seed time and harvest will not see. He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. The liberal soul shall be made fat. He that watereth shall himself be watered. Cast your bread upon the waters. And after many days you will find. Scripture cannot be broken whether you like it or not. So not everybody will press in because not everybody is willing to do what it takes. One and two, not everybody is willing to. Do you know what it means to prosper and count it as nothing? The, uh, Lord Jesus, help me. The, making money is not the issue. Making money and keeping money at what money is, is the issue. Yes, yes, yes. Do you understand? Yes. Making money and yet trivializing it. That's the challenge. And with such people, God has no qualms entrusting a wealth of abundance to you. The reason why we are not walking in abundance is because we have not proven to be faithful stewards of what Christ paid for. The room is quiet now. We're not, we're not being faithful stewards. Until God can strip you, he can't dress you. He has to strip. What are you wearing? He has to be able to strip you. Then he can adorn you. So the little you have, you're holding on to, is not going to prosper you. It's not. There's not one person here that is surviving by your salary. Not one. Put your hand up. Your salary is enough for you. He just pays all your bills. Transport, data, internet, MTN, DSTV, breakfast, meals, clothing, family here, family there, in-laws, house rent, food shopping. Anybody? Your salary is enough for you. What you're earning is enough for you. You know why? God never designed that you live by what you earn. It's not, it's not what you earn. However, what you earn is a key element to the supply that God has prepared for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We're going from verse 1 to verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 from verse 1. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles. Listen to this carefully. And they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. Stay there. Don't rush it. They gave not only what they could afford, but far more. They were poor, remember? Yeah. But they overflowed with so much joy. And that thing abounded to reach generosity. So they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. Keep going. And they did it of their own free will. Let's keep going. 
They, ah, Lord. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. This poor church was begging the apostles, please give us an opportunity to give to our brethren in Jerusalem. Give us an opportunity to, to bless them with what we have. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift. Jerusalem was undergoing, Israel at the time was undergoing a famine, a major famine in the time of Second Corinthians being written. And these guys, as poor as they were, were literally falling over themselves for an opportunity to bless the other people with what they had, even though what they had amounted to poverty, as it were. Next verse. They even did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of... Switch to New King James there, verse 6, so that they can see how it's rendered. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this... Grace. To see that giving is a grace, an enablement of God. NLT verse 7. Since you excel in so many ways, remember the Corinthian church, right? All the gifts present that the Holy Spirit can ever give people. It was in the Corinthian church. Along with all the mess that human beings can ever have in this life, was also inside the Corinthian church. What a church. In your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, your love from us, I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. Keep going, verse 8. I am not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of other churches. Now see verse 9, that's the crucial one. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Verse 10. Here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a, while, a year ago. Last year you were the first who wanted to give, and you were, keep going, the first to begin doing it. Now, the verse, the whole chapter goes on, but come back to verse 9. I've taught you the concept of when you're understanding a text, exegeting a text, the text matters, the pretext matters, the post-text matters, the context matters. Right? Look at verse 9 again in New King James. For you know the grace. What grace? The grace of giving. Are we together? Yes. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what was that grace? How was it manifested? That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Stay there in that verse. Look up at me. The context of this verse 9 is money. It would be malicious to interpret it any other way. Judging by the pretext. Was Christ rich in all things? Yes. Hmm? No arguments now. Rich in spirit. 
Yes. Reaching grace. Yes. Reaching love. Yes. Reaching compassion. Yes. Was that the context of this conversation? No. What was the context? Money. Giving. So let's stick to the context. I told you I would teach it. Because it's the gospel. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet he became poor. You see the swap there, clearly. Clearly, I mean, there's no... Uncle, look, look for message. Let's see how the message puts it. Message sometimes, the end of the correct, but let's see. You are familiar with the generosity of our master. Okay, Jesus Christ. Rich as he was, he gave it all away. For us, in one stroke, he became... So it will not be justice to not explore the area in which this Jesus was rich. In the one stroke of which he became poor. And the implication of that that takes us from poor to rich. We will not be good students of the Bible if we don't do that. Yeah. Do you agree with me? Yes. You agree? We will not, we will not, we will not be doing justice to scripture. <laughs> to not exegete what it meant for him to be rich. People have argued over centuries. He had a house. He did not have a house. And we showed them that he had a house in Capano. The, the, the matter of housing stopped. Oh, but they said the foxes have holes. Birds have nests. The son of man has no place to live. He said, when did he say it? Does the fact that he said it once mean that he never had a place to lay his head? Did he say it before he had a house in Capernaum? Did he say it after he left Capernaum to hit the streets? Because he hit the road when his own received him not. So at what point did he have no place to lay his head? If he were, I'm going ahead of myself now. If he were so poor, like the monks and the people, piety, that Jesus had, no, how come a poor man has a treasurer? Uh, what monies does Judas Iscariot want to be keeping account of? To the point where he was stealing again and again. <laughs> From the Jesus that had nothing. Even in Jesus' earthly wealth, if there was anything like that, he was, he, was, he was stupendously poor. For my sake. Do you understand? Imagine, imagine the boast of, do you not think I could have called my father to send legions of angels? I was a prince speaking. Yes. I wasn't a poor man. I was a rich man who had given up his poverty, his riches, his wealth, his riches, because he had you and I in mind. Yeah. Are you following me? He had you and I in mind. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, the cattle on a thousand hills. Silver is mine. Gold is mine, says the Lord. What house will you build for me? 
Colossians 1. Somebody said Jesus was rich. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You will see how rich Jesus was. Whether in the flesh or not in the flesh. Colossians 1 from verse 15. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him. Somebody say by him. him. For all things were created that in heaven and the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Look at the next line. All things were created through him and all things were created by him. All things were created through him. All things were created is that a rich man or a poor man? All things. Plus Satan, Lucifer, hell, and everything join. Yes. Serve the singular purpose of the pleasure of the son. I showed in the more sessions yesterday how God has, Ephesians 1.22, how God has put everything under the authority of the Son for the benefit of the church. God has put all things, can somebody say all things? All things. Under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things. So look at me very carefully. I am struggling today. Look out for me tomorrow. Yeah. Me, I'm announcing it to you. I have no business being poor. I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand what poverty is. It's not a matter of I accept it, I reject it. No, it is my paid reality. Yeah. Be patient with me a little while longer and you will see me beginning to look like what he paid for. Yeah. So if you're happy to stay there and be poor, be my guest. Enjoy yourself. If your righteousness is measured by how torn your shirt and your trouser is, knock yourself out. But me, I inherited a rich man. I inherited wealth. Do you understand? I will make a very good rich path. And I intend to see about that. God will be proud of me when I'm handling the monies that he paid for. Because when I'm handling the monies, every body linked to to me is looked after. You see, I can make that boast because me, I have paid and I'm paying my price to be a steward of resources. So before you say yes, me too, you must get yourself to the point where you are not a damn. Not a damn. But see, that's what we are. We are conduits of abundance. God knows that once we have, everybody around us has. So we cannot but have. Me, I can speak for myself. I am a magnet for resources. This little thing here, people who have been in ministry for 20 years asking me, Pav, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? We are just doing it. Because we own nothing. 
Yeah. Keep what you have, hold it, hide it. No problem. It it and it will never be able to meet your need. Have you noticed? Never, ever, ever, ever. I learned that. Thank God for people that work with me in the hub here. We know that now. We just we our, our faith is reckless. What do you have? How much can you save? How much interest is the bank paying you? How much can you save? How much business can you do? For how long have you been trying to do business? For what purpose have you been trying to do business? That's what sets the record straight. There are five... I, I'm, see, I'm glad that there's businessmen here. People who have their own businesses. There are 25 people selling what you're selling on the line that you're selling what you're selling. What will stand you out? That's what that's what that's where prosperity is. Not what you are selling. What stands you out? Christians are the most stingy, most uninspired set of people. Still too self-absorbed. Still so self-centered and conceited. So you can't leave. You have not been stripped. So you can't take on what the Lord has in store for you. It is easy to prosper. God, hey, my God. Do you know what it means for your sins to be forgiven? Hey. Do you know what it means that for the rest of eternity, God will never see you as guilty? Do you understand the weight of that price? Then it's money that will not be hard for God. Think again. Think again. I told them after all my misfortune in England. I said, listen, drop me in Azerbaijan. You know Azerbaijan? Kazakhstan. Drop me in the middle of the Negev desert. Give me six months. Look at me again. I will spring forth. Micah said, chapter 7, I believe, weep not over me, my enemy. Gloat not over me when I fall. For surely I will rise again. I will rise again. Because it is a grace that I have. Take me now. Remove what I have now. Take the hub away. Plant me in Zamfara. Gusau, look for me in six, six months. You can't keep a graced man down. Can't keep take take what you want. Take it. The grace is on the man, not on the place. Kalaba, yeah. what's happening there shall come to pass in that day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted. I keep prophesying that thing over every mountain, and nations shall run to it. You are joking. Kalaba, wait, you will see with your eyes what God will do in this city. You're wondering why? The fact that I am here alone is enough for God to do it. Do you know God to call you justified? Hey. Hey. You. (laughs) Nothing you could ever do can dislodge you from God's love. Again. You now go through life Trying to go from hand to mouth. No, no. Repent. Repent. But you must understand the grace. The grace was that he had, he gave it all. 
The grace, therefore, is that you must give all to have. The grace is that he had and he gave it all. The grace, therefore, is that you must give all to come into. It it comes by stewardship. It's part of the acquired discipline. It's part of the acquired discipline. Prosperity is not a mystery. It's not 19 keys to make it. 27 steps to prosperity. It's not that is all somebody trying to scam you to buy what you already have. That's somebody trying to sell you installation kit. You buy a brand new TV from Spa and they tell you the remote is 6,000. Would you not slap the person? Brand new TV. Because the person knows without the remote, especially these new smart TVs, you can't unleash the maximum potential of that TV. So they withhold to you what is crucial. So somebody has to tell you of what use is salvation when you are sick. Haven't you heard that? Haven't you heard preachers say that to you before? Oh, finish work, finish work, finish, finish work. You are, you, are, you are suffering. It's because they have successfully removed what is yours from the finished work to make the work appear not so finished. Finish work, finish work, finish work. You're poor. Come, let me teach you how to prosper. No, sir. It's part of the package that was paid for. I just need to cure myself of ignorance and selfishness. So the two things. Don't let anybody criminalize wealth in the name of preaching the gospel. It is in the gospel. All we're doing is unpacking the gospel. The swap. He was rich. All things were made by him. All things were made through him. All things were made for him. All things were put under authority of him for my benefit. I mean, I mean, how much clearer can he get? How much clearer can he get? Hebrews chapter 2. Is anybody getting this? Ah, Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 10. For it was fitting for him. For whom? are all things and through whom are all things for you are fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things can you see that it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings all things are by him all things are for him. Colossians 1.16, we've seen that. Look at Romans 11.36. Romans 11.36. For of him, I love God's word, and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, yeah, every truth it's established. Read that verse again, 36. That of him and through him and to him all things. So Jesus in any designation, by any designation, was not poor. Except by choice. 
you understand? You know, I've told you over and over in this house that God is not random. Why did he choose to be born in a place without address? You see, Jesus could have come in a palace. Easy. They could have built the palace brand new. They married the virgin. First issue. Jesus. The prince. Like Moses. Why could Moses have a better upbringing than Jesus? If not for calculus. It's not random. Also, you think that okay, God was just in a hurry. Okay, we Mary, 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 census. Just okay, I, I labor. The water has broke. No, no, it was all calculated. Think about it, my guy, wise men, not three. He never said three wise men ever. Christmas Carol told you three wise men. Sunday school told you three wise men. Book of Bible stories told you three wise men. Mm-hmm. He said wise men from the east. They only brought three kinds of gifts. Not three gifts. Three kinds of gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And all these three have prophetic significances. In their, in their caravan that journeyed following a star that according to mystical astrology only shows up when a great man is born so these guys were observers of the stars do you understand they were master astrologers magi so as soon as that star appeared they knew that a dispensation had shifted somebody different has been born it behoves us to follow this star and find the person. Can you imagine their perplexion when they arrive in a small house? And seeing the two-year-old in a mother's house in Bethlehem for whom a star appeared. Why did he choose such a lowly birth? Emphasis on the word choose. Because he chose the vessel. He chose the time. He chose the means. He was rich in all things. He always boasted before he was born. Silver is mine, gold is mine. Yes? He was born a poor birth. He lived a modest Dependent life. Luke 8 tells us how those women followed him and ministered to him. Jesus loved to eat in people's houses. Free food. Zacchaeus, Levi, Mary, Martha, and and Lazarus. You know, Zacchaeus, Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus was so hungry, God doing that. When he got to Peter's mother-in-law's house, they said she was sick. He prayed for her quickly. My friend, be healed. Go and cook. 
she arose. You know the story? She arose and entered the kitchen. The food was crucial. <laughs> Jesus comes to your house and you are sick. No. Be healed so I can be filled. Yeah. <laughs> the only time Jesus caused something was in hunger. Yes. Only time. He was not anything prophetic. He was not anything deep. <laughs> Man was hungry. Because Jesus saw that the fig tree had no fruit. And the fig tree did nothing by not having fruit. Because the scripture said it was not the season. For hunger, no, they no season. <laughs> Because you didn't feed me, no matter eight of you again. <laughs> Hungry Jesus. <laughs> you know, he didn't mess with his food. Ah. He didn't. And because he was attuned to food things, he also knew when the people following him were hungry. Yeah. Because he's touched by the feelings yeah. of our. Oh my, I'm preaching now, I'm preaching now, I'm preaching now. Yeah. Because, oh my God. This is major revelation. He says, we, we do not, I'm serious, I'm serious. We do not have a high priest who is not touched. Double negative. We have a high priest who is touched with every feeling of our infirmities. How can Jesus understand your hunger if he didn't go through it? These people have been with us all day. Trust me, from my gauging of the way hunger used to go, these people are hungry. Feed them. With somebody who doesn't get hungry, know when people following him are hungry. The storm is raging, the guy is sleeping. So when he comes and says, Peace to you, he says, Peace, I give you, not as the world gives. Peace. You understand that peace is giving you peace. Yes. He says, He's our peace. A storm was raging, the guy was sleeping. Woke up with the mentality of, is this why you are disturbing me? Peace. Be still. Goes back to sleep. Because he is peace. Yeah. So when he gives you peace, he's not just giving you peace because of reality, but because he has modeled it in the storm. Yes. 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 He's modeled it in the storm. So he lived a modest, dependent life. I'm not sure I'm going to finish this today. <sighs> I wrote something here. And this will cause us to think very carefully. Not only did he live a poor, modest, dependent life, I realized through my study of the word that Jesus did not work one miracle for himself. Yes. Yes. Emoji. Which miracle did Jesus work for himself? That fig tree could have easily said to the fig tree, bring figs now. They wait. Yes. Yes. Skipped. Yes. The storm that he calmed, whose storm was he coming? Their storm. He was sleeping. It wasn't a storm to him. Yes. It wasn't a storm to him. So left for Jesus alone, he would have slept and the storm would have taken the boat where the boat was going. Yes. <laughs> it's Jesus. Yes. Yes. He is peace. He is the storm. Yes. He's the fire. He is the water. Yes. <laughs> Storm could 
have raged and raged. That, that, that boat will not capsize. It will not decapitate. It will make all the noise and deliver him on the other side. So as far as he was concerned, the storm was inconsequential. What woke him up? Master, carest thou not that we perish? Whose perishing was in view? Theirs, not his. He was chilly. Was chilly. So I'm thinking about what what miracle did he work for himself? None, not one. That's incredible. That's incredible. Go and investigate everything he did. None was to himself. None. Why did he need a boat to cross to the other side? He could just appear where he was going. I mean, is it Philip that can do it and Christ cannot? Is it Elijah that can outrun Ahab's chariot? And Christ cannot do a nine mile sprint across the lake of Galilee. So by comparison, you will find that Jesus actually lived a supernaturally restrained life. For your sake. So that when you show up, nothing can stop your manifestation. He held back. He held back. He lived a restrained life. So even spiritually, he allowed himself to appear spiritually bankrupt. For my sake. Because now he says, before you call, I will answer. This is the assurance we have. That because somebody says, why have thou forsaken me? Now, if we pray, he hears. If we know he hears, we have what we ask. So he lived a spiritually restrained life so I can come into spiritual abundance. And physical too. Physical too. He could have entered Jerusalem with pomp and pageantry. Instead, he said, go and find a colt. A baby donkey. Tide never been used. Bring it. If they ask you what is it for, tell them the master has need of it. He lived modestly. He lived restrained. He died poorly. You don't crucify a rich man. Do you know anything about Roman politics? You don't hear that a Roman senator was crucified. I mean, watch Pompey. If you watch, if you watch, remember Pompey and all those movies. Watch Last, um, the Kingdom of Heaven. Any movie that captures Roman politics, you don't see that those guys are. No, 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 no. There's poor people that have died as one of deaths. Now he died as embarrassing as he died. We saw that in his his shame. Yeah, for my glory. He died that kind of death. And not only did he die that kind of death, there was no place to bury him. They had to borrow a burial ground. Ah, Jesus, son of God, son of man. God. The one for whom are all things. The one by whom are all things. The one to whom are all things. Died as miserable as he did. And uh, hold up. Oh, where are we going to bury him? Imagine Salome and, and Mary, his mother, and Magdalene asking them, what, where, where is second? Where? 
Why is he going to be buried? Jesus, there was no tomb. That means Joseph, his father, had no tomb. Yes. Jesus chose it carefully. He didn't choose a family that had a burial place. Keturah died. Sarah died. She was buried in the same place. Keturah died, same place. Abraham died, same place. They had each family in those days had their own family tombs. Sepulchers. Not Jesus' family. As an afterthought, why are we going to bury him? See this kind of person now. He did all life, did ministry, and he didn't leave anything for himself. What kind of Jesus is this? See, after all these people that he healed, you know, the Romans said to him, You saved others. You yes, can't save yourself. What's the time? It's time to go. Oh, have 14 more minutes. That's good. No place to bury him. Here comes Joseph of Arimathea. Well, I'm rich enough to own a tomb that, fortunately, I have not used yet. <laughs> Well, better Jesus use it than me. So, if you guys don't mind, I could bury him in my family tomb. He died and was not buried with his king. Rejected in life, rejected in death. He didn't bury him in anything linked to his family. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. An ex-prostitute was the one that was making plans to come and embalm him. Clearly, he was not embalmed. That's why they were rushing to embalm him before the high Sabbath. And he was buried there. And they rushed to buy spices. Women. Men were hiding, chilling, then fishing. That was the trajectory. All of that, a swap was on his mind. Yes, sir. So he came, he came and gave up everything he had so that I can come into everything he has. Are you getting this? Yes. Next week, I will start to show you the avenues by which we come into what he has done for us by way of abundance. I already dropped a few in the course of this evening. Yes. In especially the grace of giving. The context there was money. Don't pervert it. Are we together? Yes. But understand that because he endured my poverty, I now share his abundance. Swapped it. Swapped it. So we'll, we'll pick it up next week. But in the meantime, start to pay attention to the areas where you can maximize the grace of abundance. Do you understand? No. Everybody can be rich. Everybody will not be rich, unfortunately. What are you doing that stands you out? It doesn't have to be what nobody else is doing. It just has to be how nobody else is doing it. I've given some of you here million dollar advice that some of you have done nothing with. So I'm looking at people who can easily make money who are wasting time. 
I've given some of you advice. That's all you need. The only capital you need is a spirit-inspired idea. Yeah. Yes, sir. And there might be 10,000 ideas, but there's one within your remit. Mm. It's what you can start with. Yes. If you're willing to be diligent. Just start. I told Debbie, I said, once you start, you can't stop. It's just starting. It's like a fire burning you. All of a sudden, one grand comes, it's going to your dream. 500, you know the part of your dream you can solve. Meanwhile, before now, you would have done, now you sit down and think about the data. Hey, 2,000 naira for 3.5 GB of what? Of looking at people's WhatsApp status. You know what, if you're like me, I know what cable I can buy. I know what connector I can buy. I know what jack I can buy. I know what I, know what I can do with that money. Because I'm constantly processing my dream. I'm constantly starving my today to guarantee my tomorrow. So it will now appear to you as though it happened suddenly. Ah, oh, my brother, look deep under. We have been taking root. Because we have to maximize what Christ paid for. It's like knowing you are healed and not cashing in on it. It's the same thing. Knowing that you have wealth that you're not appropriating. So next week we begin to look at how to appropriate the abundance that Christ paid for. If there's any such thing as a mystery or a key to unlocking wealth, we just, we just started getting into it. If you're working for somebody, think again. Start to think about it. Please. If you're doing what everybody's doing the way that everybody's doing it, start to think again. Start to think again. Start to think again. What is what's different? What, how can I leverage on the grace of God that I have to prosper? To make wealth? Because I can. Like I said, God doesn't have a problem with the wealth. Provided you are able to trivialize it. Do you understand? Our focus is Christ. Our frontiers. Only, oh, not first, only Christ. But in that Christ, you, man, what you come into? So if you think that you're following Christ, it means you'll be poor, you will suffer. No, 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 think again. That's just piosity. It's foolishness. Are you hearing me? It's foolishness. You're not designed to suffer. You're a prince. So get up and put it to work. You're doing something is not working. It's probably just not what you should be doing. Because the one you should be doing will come effortlessly to you. You will touch it, it will respond like gold. Do you understand? There's a thousand things I could be doing. But I choose what I know I'm wired to do. That where I'm going is tied to. You're not in a master class. <laughs> so, so next week will now be the master class. Can we do it? Yeah. Master class. Take it and put it to use. Come and talk to me in a few months. There's somebody here that if you listen to what I'm saying now, this is what? August. By this time next year, September, by this time next year, we need a gen for two million. You will just buy it. Two million. Two million. What's that? Two million. 
you would, you would take it. You see, some of you are comfortable where you are, so it's, it's fine. It's okay. And sometimes for some of you to wake up, God must first remove what is comfortable to you. Are you in class tonight? Yes, sir. <laughs> so somebody will go home and sleep. And you are very foolish. Like the foolish virgins. They had enough oil in the lamp. But not enough for beyond the lamp. They all had oil. But only another set had more. Somebody will go home and begin to download. What am I wired for? To be an instrument for your abundance. Because I am convinced you paid for it. So before now, let your only excuse be that you did not know it was paid for. Please. Do you understand? Your excuse before now was that you felt you needed a rich father to, to be good. While not knowing that you have the richest father. You wish you were born into a, 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 an opulent home. Hey, you are born not of corruptible seed, but of incorrupt. Which kind of opulence do you want? Again, royal priesthood, you, chosen generation, you, holy nation, you, joint heir with Christ, you, you are looking for a rich home. Look in. Don't look out. You're so wealthy. You don't understand. It's not your degree that you will never use. And it's not difficult for God to do. We just were not tenacious enough. We're not tenacious enough. We're not... You know, you, don't, you can't, you're not convinced enough to stay at it and stay at it and stay at it and stay at it until it breaks. So position yourself where you are indispensable. I've said over and over, everybody's making here. Why is, what is, what's different about yours? How are you packaging? How are you leveraging the wisdom of God that Christ is to you? You have data all the time. Your data has never earned you money. You are very foolish. You are investing in something that has never earned you anything. And yet you are never without data. Kai, you're not wise. You're looking for capital and you're carrying a phone of 50,000. <laughs> Feeling like you have smartphone. The phone is smarter than you. <laughs> I have to close. Don't miss next word in life. You must learn that whatever you call a luxury in your life has to be a reward for a level you have successfully conquered. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want to close, but I have to. Before you hold something in your hand, or wear something, or look like something, or drive something, or wear something, or go someplace, before you sit down in crunches and spend one five to eat dinner, one five you can use to cook. At home, before you get there, you must be sure that you are at a place where what you are doing is a reward for a level of your life you have successfully conquered. Otherwise, you are being foolish. Everybody, it's not, it's not eating of ice cream that lets us know who is top and who is bottom. 
let them eat their ice cream. It's okay. Let us compare notes in a few months and see who ice cream help. They want to wear shoes, let them wear shoes. Want to drive cars, let them drive cars. Don't wear perfumes that when you enter the glory of God fills the room. Let them be my guest. It's, it's fine. It's okay. But please don't get caught in a level you have not earned. Don't. Don't get caught in a level you have not earned. So that when you are when you are indulging, you know what an indulgence is? When you are indulging, you know that at the level I am, I've earned this. If you begin to live according to where you are, you'll find yourself being a better steward of resources that come to you. Yes, sir. So when two grand comes to you, you will not think of crunches or think of the new ice cream spot or think of a pizza. You think of how can this enhance where I'm going? And you will limit yourself. The moment you understand that you're willing to forego all kinds of stuff and keep at what you're working at. Keep your cards close to your chest. Keep at it. You know, you're deploying the wisdom of God. Deploying the wisdom of God. Deploying the wisdom of God. And you're like, like that, that palm tree that just keeps going down and going down and going down and going down. And one day you sprout and nothing can stop you. That's why we are not worried about what you think about how we look. Clothes, wristwatches. Count it as dung. The excellency of the gospel. Because we're going to a place where we will not need to buy them. People will beg us to take them. When they come into contact with the light that we are giving, they will pay for it. You are sleeping. You are still sleeping eight hours. You have not seen a million in your account. You are sleeping eight hours every night. Poverty, the Bible says, shall come upon you like a thief. It's in the Bible. A little sleep, a little slumber, poverty shall come upon you, overshadow you like a thief. Eight hours. A night you are sleeping. Get up and maximize the grace of God. If you're poor, it's your fault. The price was paid. When the price was paid, he didn't take into consideration the fact that you came from a home that has money. Because you see, the cross is an equalizer. Yes, it, it does away with the people that came from a rich home and the people that came from a poor home, people that are advantaged, people that are disadvantaged. It no longer matters. The cross is an equalizer. Yes, sir. How can you be a son of God and be angry at your father that your father did not have money? That's why you have had to be born again from that father to a new father. Yes, and this new father is wealthy. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, I was born into a home of oh, doesn't change anything. The cross is an equalizer. He paid for all. I told you at the beginning that some of you would take this and use it, and in a short while you would thank me. Some of you will not do anything about it. You continue your life as normal, and we are happy to be giving you small, small offering. Let me announce it to you. Do you understand what I said? Did you hear me? We are happy. Me, me particularly. Let me speak for myself. I'm happy to be giving you one thousand to two thousand. I'm happy to pay your school fees. I'm happy to raise money to pay your rent because you have decided to not change your status quo. 
But as some of us are rising, we are able to uh, look after you more. Since that's the way you want it. Those are the only people that will live here tonight and continue as normal. If you are being helped now, let this, because that help is investment for your dream. That's the way you should receive it. We have the Spirit of God. If Yahoo guys can make it, <laughs> boy, we, sons of God like us, do you know what intellectual money is? People pay you for what you put together an algorithm, a code, a program, an idea, an app. We are not a poor people. We are not a poor people. If you believe it, you will never be poor another day in your life. I said, we are not a poor people. Okay, I am not me, me. I'm not a poor person. I'm not. My father is too rich for me to be disadvantaged. Too rich. So I appropriate every grace of God for abundance in my life henceforth. That doors open, ideas open, fountains open for supply, for supernatural supply, for favor from the left, from the right, from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. An avalanche of breakthroughs come upon us, Lord. And we give you thanks and praise for it. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise tonight? <laughs> this concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms. <laughs>